When it comes to spending money, there's a spectrum. On one side, you have the shopaholics or the overspenders. On the other side, you have people who are frugal. And then in the middle, you have people who can be considered savvy shoppers. So they look for the deals. They don't want to pay full price, but they'll still go out and buy things that they need. A lot of times that same mentality translates into decisions in life. The frugal people may not want to spend money on pursuing their hobbies or pursuing their dreams. When you make an intentional choice to live a minimalistic lifestyle, that can be 100% fulfilling. But if you're truly denying yourself things you want to pursue because of a sense of not having enough money, then you'll really want to listen to my guest today. Her passion is to empower women to fully live the unique lives they were created to live with all the resources they need, including money. Let's get into the story of Teresa Romaine. My name is Aruna Krishnan, best-selling author of the Busy Mind series, a trilogy that helps leaders thrive. Welcome to Lead That Thing, a podcast that empowers women in their lives, businesses, and careers. Teresa's been an abundance coach for nearly 25 years, and she's a champion for women who experience scarcity with money. I love accept women right where they're at. That's probably what my clients will say is my greatest, one of my greatest gifts. It doesn't matter where they're at or what's going on. What I bring to them is complete acceptance, safety, and love. I also empower women because I have this, I'm highly intuitive, but I have this unique ability to look at things differently. And if we don't look at things differently, We're not going to do anything different and we're not going to have different results. And most of my clients kind of go, well, that's the head tilt, Teresa. I never thought of it that way. Now, the way I apply all of that, as you know, is in terms of my clients' relationship with money, my clients where they're feeling the, the least power is in their relationship with money because their relationship with money is rooted in and driven by scarcity. No matter how much they do, how much they have, it doesn't matter. And that relationship with money, that scarcity-based relationship with money is really reflecting back to them an often subconscious scarcity relationship they have with themselves and with life and the universe as well. So I empower them by helping them kind of heal, look in that mirror that their scarcity patterns around money gives them to go back inward and and heal those, those denied, those hidden, those unknown scarcity beliefs and patterns they have within themselves. And then they can bring that, their power, back out into their relationship with money. In previous episodes, we've talked about how reflection can get to the root of a problem. And this is exactly what Teresa is talking about here. So what exactly is a scarcity mindset? My simple definition of scarcity is an inaccurate and thus disempowering perception of lack or not enough. 
It's those belief systems you've accumulated over the years that has given you that type of mindset. So there's definitely opportunity for change, especially if your current mindset is restricting you from doing things you actually want to do. Teresa points out that it's important to make that distinction between perception and reality. They may be drowning in debt and no matter what they do, they may pay off a little debt and then they're back into debt. And they're back. So that, that, per, that perpetuates what seems like a real lack or not enough. That, that seems like an accurate perception of not enough. Others, they live paycheck to paycheck. Oftentimes they make a great income and they're like, Where's, where's all the money going? They don't know. Um, for others, um, maybe they maybe they used to be in debt. They've managed to get out of debt. They're they're starting to be financially stable, but there's they're always afraid. They're always afraid that they might fall back into debt or there won't be enough money in the future. And then that fear oftentimes shows up as guilt, as as in they won't let themselves spend the money they have and enjoy it because they feel guilty because what if they don't have enough? And and another form that it takes, sometimes it's a little more hidden, is, um, uh, and I can relate to this one too, people are doing great. Women I know, they're doing great financially. They're making plenty of money, but there's a dream deep inside their heart that's been calling to them for a really long time, and they aren't saying yes to it because they're afraid that if they did, they won't have enough money. They won't make money. So in a sense, it comes down to like this dream, this life that they're feeling called to, led to, want to live, money's stopping them. This is just all reflecting this inaccurate perception they have. And it feeds back to their perception of themselves, how that can show up in terms of the inner scarcity a person has. Take that last person who they're doing well, they have this dream that's calling to them. Money has the power over their lives. They're seeing themselves as not powerful enough. You've got somebody who's Doing okay financially, they feel guilty spending the money, enjoying themselves. Wow. There may be this hidden belief that they're not important enough. Money's more important than them. Their needs and desires aren't important. The people who are in debt or no matter how much they make, it's always gone before the month is over. That may be reflecting kind of a a not deserving. I'm I'm not worthy enough. Now, that's just kind of a surfacey, but you can start to see the connection that what's going on inside then gets manifested in our actions, our choices, and thus our experience of financial results. So how do we make the transition from a scarcity mindset to one of abundance? Teresa explains us perfectly with an analogy. The archetype of scarcity, the way the world works, it's almost like a giant game of musical chairs, Aruna. You know, musical chairs, when I played it as a kid, that was always the one that created the most fear and pressure and competition because there weren't enough chairs for everyone. And I had to make sure I got my chair. And here's the thing, there never would be enough chairs for everyone. So I always had to make sure I got my chair. And so it was this pressure push, you know, fear-based game. 
And that's how I played it. I pushed a few people off a chair or two to make sure I got my chair. But I had a friend, Rosie, who just hated the game. And literally, when she was playing, if the music stopped and there wasn't a chair right next to her, she just walked away. She just walked away. She said, I don't want to play that way. So here I am. I'm winning. But look at what I'm, how I'm having to be to win. And Rosie says, screw winning. She'll settle for less. She'll pull herself out of the game, which isn't all that fun either. And I'm all about now, let's play a different game. And that's what this new definition of abundance, this ancient archetype of abundance that I've been working with and helping people with, it's really not even about a new mindset as much. It's more like a new game. And in that new game, you see everything else differently, immediately. And then it's like, oh, well, let's go forward with this, these premises. And in the process, you know, the old ones will come up for healing. That's part of the journey. That's part of the journey. Every journey is individualized. And if we start to think about our journey as being an individual journey and our needs being different from other people, we can cater to our needs. Because once we stop thinking about things in relation to others, we give ourselves permission to do things for ourselves. We're meant to be that unique person. And when we are aligned with that that inner power and that bigger power that we're part of, then we have access to what we need for our path. But that may not be the same thing that others need for their path. And that also gets crazy because I like to use the analogy of, you know, a swamp loving cypress tree that loves water and a cactus in the desert. The cactus gets jealous or competitive or envious of the cypress tree and how much water it gets. And it tries to get that much water too. That's not gonna help the cactus thrive. The cactus needs the water it needs. You need the water, resources, money, et cetera. You need, I need what I need, but it's all designed to support us to be a full expression of who we are created to be and to share abundance in the world, perpetuate abundance in the world. Teresa has personally experienced scarcity mindset. It started way back in college. I'm going to be a theology major. And I was so excited that when I got home for Thanksgiving break, my first time back home, I couldn't wait to tell my mom. She had always encouraged me to serve God and be involved in the church and all of that. So I fully expected she would be excited for me. So I just blurted out, hey, mom, guess what? I'm going to change majors. I'm going to be a theology major. I think I might want to work for the church or do some ministry. What? Oh, no, Teresa, you can't do that. You need to make money. You have student loans to pay off. You can, you need to make money. And she freaked out. And I'm going, well, can I do that and work for the church? And she's like, just stay with your business. Stay with your business. And the messaging there, right there. And for me, it was, it was um, acutely... I can not just, I can do what I, what I love, follow my joy or make money. It was that. But for me, even more, it was like, I can have God or money. And, and, and little did I know that my lifelong kind of like two paths, always being involved and interested in spirituality and, you know, spiritual director and all of that, and always in business trying to make money. 
they were always those separate worlds. And even when I started Access Abundance, while I intuitively knew, no, Access Abundance, it's already there, you know, it still was separate for me. And, and what shifted it and had me find finally my unique work, which we're talking about, was, oh, no, I'm here to bring the two together, not in a religious sense, but in a sense of how can we expect to have all the resources we need to fully be who we're created to be if we're disconnected from or even have a fear or scarcity-based relationship with the one who created us and is the creator of all the source of life. So in some respects, I don't help, I not only help people shift their relationship with money and themselves, oftentimes we go deeper and it's really shifting healing their understanding of relationship and experience with whatever they call God. Because there's the source. We receive resource. And then our job is to learn how to utilize it in ways that support life in us and release what doesn't to to support life in the world around us. So that's kind of a long journey, but it's been a meandering one. But everything, I always call God or the divine, the great composter or recycler, like literally everything that has ever happened to me, all my scarcity, all my splitting, all of that, it's like, oh, it's all coming together as I think it's meant to be um, in this new work, which is just the old work in a new context. Teresa's spirituality helped her realize her purpose. Being able to define your purpose or what it is that is meaningful to you or what you're passionate about will help alleviate that scarcity mindset because it comes back to your unique qualities and what it is that you need to make your journey successful. We end on Teresa's take on empowerment. So I think being empowered is both standing in the power that's all around you and that's bigger than you, being connected to it and in you, being filled with it in you, and then giving back, giving back, giving back. That's how I think. Um, That's the simplest way I know to at least begin to bodily experience power flow. It's not a tension, it's a relaxing. It's an opening to and yet having within. Teresa also suggests breathing techniques to really get perspective. Scarcity comes in when we bring the past forward or go running off into the future. And that's why I suggest that breathing, because guess what? We breathe moment by moment, one breath at a time. We can't, I can't inhale today all the oxygen I'm going to need for the rest of the week. I have to moment by moment, choice by choice, step by step, day by day, just like you said, that's where power lies. So if you've been denying yourself, take some time to reflect, to understand where that's coming from. Really think about if that's perception versus reality. You can learn more about Teresa at her website, www. 
www.teresaromaine.com. Stay tuned to Lead That Thing by subscribing on any of the podcast platforms. And join me next week when I talk to another guest who's empowering women. Until then, lead that thing.